in time. Uh, for those that might be listening to um, this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and are confused by that, this is actually our <laughs> second attempt at recording because we had an audio issue uh, during our live stream. Uh, and for everyone else that is rejoining us, sorry about that little uh, screw up, but I think we should be good now. I believe I'm getting audio from you guys. Yep. Okay. Uh, so, take two. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Drum Corps Podcast. Uh, my name is Cyrus Hyderi, joined by my co-host Gareth Ramsey. Uh, for those of you that know, remember David Keller. Uh, he is out for this week. Uh, busy with. Uh, uh, he works as a, as you all know, as a special ed teacher and all that. Uh, but we hope to see him back next week. Uh, and tonight should be a good episode. We are looking forward to talking, uh, getting back into DCA territory with Sunrisers 2016. Uh, tonight we have uh, special guests Eduardo Lopez and Jason Valesco. Uh, I know I already asked you guys this before the uh, audio mix-up, but uh, how are you guys doing tonight? Uh, Eduardo, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty great, man. Thanks. <laughs> Jason, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good. Nice, nice. Um, <clears throat> all right, and uh, I hate to ask you guys to do this for the second time again. Audio mix up first attempt, but anyway, um, Eduardo, if you want to um, just uh, introduce yourself quickly, just tell us uh, your marching experience and what you're currently up to these days. Uh, okay, so I am Eduardo Lopez. Uh, I've marched. I started marching my first year in the 2015 Brentwood High School Green Machine Marching Band and the rest at Sachem High School uh, for the next three. And I've marched four years of drum corps associates during that time. And uh, I was on my way to do DCI, you know, for the 2020 season. But unfortunately, you know, COVID has canceled the seasons for um, pretty much almost everything, hmm. if not everything. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to next year and I'm ready to keep going. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and Jason, uh, how about, how about you, uh, introduce yourself, uh, just tell us your marching experience and what you're currently up to these days. All right. Hey everyone. My name is Jason Velasco. Uh, my marching experience started with Fort Park High School, the Marching Knights from 2015, and I marched their program until 2019. I did two years of DCA with Long Island Sunrisers in 2016 and 2019. And you most likely probably know me from the COVID-19 DCA quad cipher. And what I'm up to right now is just... I'm with the University of New Haven Marching Band, this new normal, with the quad line, go Chargers, and hopefully it's audition for DCI this later this winter and fall. All right, that's awesome. Uh, okay, so um, I guess uh, the uh, oh, Gareth, uh, is there anything else we should uh, bring up before we get into tonight's show? Uh, well, I think whenever we talk DCA, it's worth just um, revisiting. <laughs> For maybe people who are a little unfamiliar, what is DCA? Yeah. <laughs> uh, when sort of DC, DCI is sort of the uh, part of the activity that gets a little more love, um, but also like who are the Sunrisers and uh, how do they fit in this uh, larger DCA community? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I don't know if uh, Eduardo or Jason, if there's anything uh, about the Sunrisers, the organization. Uh, you think the uh, uh, you think the listeners should know about before we get into this? Yeah. Um. So yeah, DCA. Uh. So I was pretty uh, shocked when I first found out about it too, because I had just come straight from marching band with 
no knowledge that you can do this, you know, in other forms, you know. So, um, from what I know, DCA is an acronym. Uh, it stands for Drum Corps Associates. Mm -hmm. And um, from Wikipedia's definition, it is a governing body for modern uh, all-age and senior drum and bugle corps in North America. Um, there is no age restriction uh, in the circuit, but I, I believe that corps can set their own rules for that. And um, the Sunrisers are one of the groups that are um, in Drum Corps Associates. Uh, they were founded before it actually became, um, before it was created. And uh, since 1954, they have won seven world championships, six of those in open class, and one of those in class A. Nice, nice. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, myself being a Buccaneer and Gareth uh, marched C2 for a couple years before going to DCI territory. We love DCA. We love the cores, and I'm sure we're definitely going to enjoy the Sunrisers show. Uh, so unless there's anything else we want to bring up, how about we just uh, get right into watching the show? Great. Yeah. All right. All right. So awesome. uh, everyone's on the Watch Together link. Okay. Yeah. As, as we're uh, pulling it up... Um... Do either you or Jay or Eduardo uh, want to talk about? I know that Sunrisers is one of the few cores that um, took a hiatus and folded for a little bit, but then came back uh, really strong. So, uh, how much do you know about that? And like, is that still part of like the the history that the Sunrisers, you know, take pride in? Uh, yeah, uh, we could talk about that. Uh, yeah, so. Um, there's been a bit of a hiatus, I believe, from the 90s, and they've come back a couple of times in the early 2000s and late 2000s. But um, since 2015, uh, the core has been in top 10 and, you know, made finals for the first time in 2015 in, in years. And that was a really great thing for them. And I always, I always like, knew that they kept talking about that it was a very big moment in uh, DCA for the Sunrisers. And um. I know that this show that we're going to be watching is definitely a continuation of uh, growth from the year prior. I'll add on to that as well. So yeah, like I've been hearing about like the 2015 energy and just like how like it's like a milestone for them to ha hit finals for like, the first time in like ever and just coming off with my rookie season with Sun in 2016 to set that bar to stay in the top 10 throughout the whole summer and just have that same energy in sort of sense, but. 10 times better. The House of Cards. <laughs> You know about how large this horn line is? Because uh, it looks small, but it, it, it does it definitely staff full. <laughs> 30 members? 32 members? I could be wrong. I believe, maybe, I'd say 36. 36 members. Sounds right to me. Pretty, pretty strong sound for a very small Or small for Yeah, and even in DCA, most... The largest horn line skit is usually like 60 or so. Oh, no, we 
had something we just didn't expect. It was just so fantastic. I mean, I can say the same thing with Prakash. I mean, we were like, like average that year, even though we were like missing one tenor. Like we marched three that year. And even though I was in front ensemble, it was just great perspective view. color guard members that year too and um, very good color guard stuff. I believe they had a lot of fun with this show. I always hear them talk about this one and 2017 and you know even 15 too. Yeah. Yeah I could definitely see the rifles are definitely working it on the front sideline. Yeah and it's a pretty large guard too yeah. compared to the rest of the core. Yeah I believe um Good amount of them were pretty nice. So, you know, that, that was my first year, and I believe it was a couple, uh, a good amount of people's first years uh, there, yeah. too. It was really awesome. Mm. I believe like 15% of the court was like their first year in DPA in general, so it's pretty interesting. Yeah, sort of going off of that, uh, I know we mentioned that DCA is all age. Um, were, were most members like really, really young, or uh, how many sort of older adults did you have? Well, I can start that first. I think, I believe I was the youngest in my section. I was 13 at this time, so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think I set the bar for the lowest, the lowest age in the whole core. <laughs> I actually forgot about that. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I feel like we average, our members are usually around like 16 to 18, uh, 18 but uh, we have a couple of, um, older folks there too uh very great players too and um definitely helped out a lot yeah to go on like to tag along with the old like the older members like we got like be like now inducted into like beagle hall of fame i, I suppose i don't remember it's like something like that like one of our members during that year as a tuba player i gotta give a shout out to the sunrisers tubas for that really beautiful opening this section the tone sounds nice yeah. yeah we had a very small but fantastic tuba line that yeah <laughs> yeah great things about them yeah as a uh, as a blue coat i love my tuba features but i gotta say we do it with like about like 12 tubas and like that was really gutsy doing that with like five and it still sounded so great <laughs> I believe a good chunk of those uh, two players are actually now uh, music majors. So. Uh, that does not surprise me. They, given how they sound here. Yeah, they were, um, I think, 15 or 16 at the time, like I was. It's crazy, like, just seeing them all grow and yeah. seeing us all just go into music education, uh, music performance. Mm. Oh, I said something building here. This is like one of my favorite parts I played in the whole whole show this year. It was just like I forgot my thought. It was like I was on lockdown. So it just it has like a whole melody and just very powerful and beautiful at the same time. Because it is Christina Perry. Let's let's think about that. Yeah. That was definitely a very very fun to play. Yeah.
I like that classic. finish. Yeah, classic yeah. DCA uh, <laughs> finish <laughs> for a valid. This piece right here is probably my favorite part of the entire show. It's Diamonds are a girl's best friend. I scream right here. <laughs> you know, everybody was yelling. Yeah, this is this was just a full ball of energy. I saw I that too. But... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty. Yeah. <laughs> We gotta love tuba flips. <laughs> With the visuals and everything uh, during this part, we were allowed to be very, very expressive. I feel like it was so great being able to feel the energy from every performer near you, just knowing that we were all engaged the same way. So great. Yeah, dude, some of the lead trumpet stuff is pretty insane. Yeah. <laughs> that is uh, Paul Beaumont and Kevin Keenan. Very, very great. Yeah, great players. <laughs> I believe there's a dab coming up from the front ensemble in like a small speck. <laughs> like, I think like right where my rack setup was right there, I think the vibraphone is playing from the dab after when my drums are playing at that bell. <laughs> yeah, we love that. <laughs> Great writing again from this year. I love it so much. That was a pretty juicy chord. <laughs> yeah. that, that was that was fun. That was fun. What's crazy about this video is just like you can hear the power all the way over there from the five yard line. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, we do apologize for the uh, the video angle, but uh, 2016. Yeah, it was not a good year for recordings. <laughs> yeah, there are just yeah. no recordings from that year, DCA. Um, oh. You know, you take whatever cell phone videos you can find. Even though they don't advise it, but it's still. <laughs> I feel that this was uh, my favorite part of that uh, JD Shaw this year. This is just so fun.
on call. This last chunk here is just a bunch of energy again, which I really love. Saved some uh, some screaming for the end there. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Yeah, that's Kevin. <laughs> yep, Kevin. <laughs> that was fun. I enjoyed that. Uh, one thing I noticed. Um, I know the 2016 years that roughly that era for drum corps in general. It was around the time when cores are really into using props. And I noticed that um, uh, you guys, Sunrisers, it, it look, yeah, you had no props at all, actually. Uh, uh, so I guess I just uh, wanted to get get your thoughts on that. Like, compared to recent years with shows you saw or maybe shows you've uh, marched later, uh, what was it, how did it feel in, ret in retrospect marching a show with no props? And do you think... Uh, that took away or maybe even added to the show like uh do you guys if you guys want to share your thoughts on that yeah um i'll go first um yeah it was it was interesting because this was my second show uh ever ever marching and uh i had i had started with a show that had props and without props i feel like um it was kind of i don't know i feel like it kind of adds to uh what's actually going on on the field um, and that being the last uh, show that Sunrisers have done without props, you know, it was kind of, um, it was a nice feeling to see like, okay, you got to look at the guard, you got to look at the horn line, you got to look at the pit, like everybody's moving and everybody's energetic. And that was a very, very energetic show. Um, so it adds in that aspect, but um, yeah, it was very surprising not having props, uh, but uh, definitely was a thing that for the next couple of years moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I know the drum, you know, as I, like to affectionately call them the um, drum corps dinosaurs. The stereotype is always ah, there's too many props on the field, and it's like oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but another angle to look at that is you know with no prop, with no use of props, you know one angle of that you could look at is well all the focus now is on you guys, the performers. So like any tears or exposures, whatever, it's even more apparent. And at least from what I saw and listened to, I thought you guys did a really 
stand-up job. Like, such a good show. You guys performed your hearts out. It was just awesome. Yeah, and, like, we say, like, there's no place to hide in, in the horn line. You know, you always got to be on your job. Um, but that's especially true in a 30-person horn line. And I think that's even more true if you have no props to hide behind visually. <laughs> Um, yeah. So yeah, a lot of credit for uh, yeah being that exposed as well. It was definitely hard being uh, one of the younger, um, not the youngest, obviously one you know the youngest, is, uh, the other one. <laughs> That's around. me. That's me. <laughs> you know, being one of the younger and um, least experienced uh, people there, uh, it was a lot to um, hold up to the standard of uh, you know being with all those great people on the field. Um, I, I think. Uh, and I don't mean this to bash on myself, but I think I was like the worst trumpet there. And it was just so great being able to perform with such amazing people by my, you know, helping me get through every push, uh, every second of the day, you know, these weekends are just so, so great. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you guys, you guys both mentioned you were both in high school at the time when you marched this show, right? Uh, I just want, uh, I guess I just wanted to pick your brains a bit. What was it like going from high school marching band to being in a marching ensemble that is all age? What would you say the feel or the vibe like that was comparatively? I'll go for this one first. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was my first year because our program is a little bit weird because my high school goes from 7th grade to 12th grade, right? Right. So we have like that big range of just academics-wise and also performing arts wise with the marching band because we have like uh, the line from eighth graders and all the way until 12th graders so for me in the first year in pit i was on synth like i had no idea what this program was in the first place like competitive wise and then when i got recruited into dca i thought it's like a whole different ball game like i felt like once i stepped into the program i think this was a little bit left field for me but then i had to like work on it throughout the whole summer and get used to it and just like basically the whole adaptation game sort of say right right you know honestly i i've been there in your shoes like the whole uh whole new ball game kind of feel my first year in drum corps although for me my very first year of drum corps i actually it was right after i graduated from high school um gareth were you in high school when you marched c2 for the first year uh, yeah, I had just finished my senior year of high school. Okay, my first summer. So yeah, yeah. No, I just I just uh, point that out uh, because uh, I, I guess I asked because again I started drum corps after high school, so I wasn't sure if there was anything about doing drum corps during high school that might have been different, or if it was a different feel, whatever. I was just curious. Although I know uh, I was talking with. Uh, Eduardo, last night, I remember you said that your band director was your was on brass staff. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what was that like? So fortunately, um, I was able to join while a great amount of my uh, a good amount of people from my high school were there. Um, so it kind of uh, it kind of worked out for me. And um, yeah, my my band director from uh, high school marching man that year, he was the brass caption had a, and it, I I'd say it was really interesting because. You can see how somebody, fantastic teacher, you could see how he teaches one way at high school and then um, how he approaches a different group with a different style um, at drum corps. So not only are you working with, you know, people that you went to high school with uh, by your side in the trumpet section, but you're working with, you know, the same man and he's helping you a lot more 
because he has um you know he's he's working with the horn line and he's working with just the people he he knows so it, it works out it works out a lot and um it definitely helped me feel a lot more comfortable going into uh dca that year it was very great yeah also to add on to that i almost had the same scenario so my tech in 2015 actually marched sun the following year and i was like oh, oh my god like that's my tech and then like it's just getting used to him as a performer, not just as an instructor. It's again, like what I said, mentioning earlier is the adaptation sense and like, all oh, just getting used to it. Yeah. It actually reminds me, uh, my, when I marched my first year in drum corps, uh, my band director actually was also on staff that year. He joined on late as a brass tech. I, I just remember it was, it was weird. Like, Having him for four years as my high school band director, always addressing him as, uh, you know, Mr. Markevich. Uh, for those that may know him, the drum corps activity, Larry Markevich. I had him as my high school band director. Um, very knowledgeable, intense, but knowledgeable man when it comes to the activity and music in general. I uh, was grateful to have him. And I just remember when I had him as a brass tech at C2, and I saw him for the first time, I was like, oh, Mr. Markevich, how are you doing? And he's like, Cyrus, please just call me Larry. I'm like... What? Can I do that? That's not allowed. <laughs> is, is that allowed? <laughs> yeah, I remember after I graduated, uh, some of my high school teachers were like, oh, call me by my first name. And I was like, no, that's impossible. <laughs> it's so weird. Just the fact of just being comfortable with just saying Mr. and Mrs. Blank. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'd imagine that, uh, um, I mean, I think one of the first things that, I found out as like a teacher trying to um, teach high school marching band is that you do have to teach it differently than drum corps. Like you can't just like throw them into like circle drill and like <laughs> curved pathways and like all this yeah. advanced stuff. You got to like start from the basics. Yeah. Um, so I can only imagine like how differently your teachers were in like these different settings and how, how weird that must have been. <laughs> It's pretty funny, honestly. Um, you know, if, if you have experience that it, it's a pretty funny, um, pretty funny thing to, you know, go through just seeing how different people, um, approach things and how it works either way, either way, they just, they know what they're doing, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like there was something else I wanted to ask. Um, Yeah, well, while, while you're thinking that, I just yeah. thought it was funny. I noticed that, uh, I think, yeah, both Cyrus and Eddie, it seems like you didn't have your teacher as a teacher again after that year, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I th I think the weirder transition might be, like, like performing with someone or, or sh like, showering with someone and then, like, <laughs> them being your band director the next year. <laughs> I'm sure that's happened to someone in DCA. We got to <laughs> get some stories. Happening. Yeah, there's a lot of people in dca so a lot a lot must have happened you know with that yeah yeah obviously we don't need to go into details about uh shower stories oh, that's <laughs> not. We, ha we have another podcast for that <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later <laughs> um oh yeah um i know um eduardo we um if i remember correctly from last night when we had our planning call uh i I don't know if we we talked about you know 
especially since you guys start out in high school, uh, you know, going from high school band to this, it must have uh, been, I guess, like a humbling experience in terms of like, uh, if it affected your personality with like you growing up. I know uh, you guys, uh, Eduardo, you mentioned it made you, as you mentioned, sort of less cringy in a way <laughs> uh so I, I, less. yeah so uh, i was wondering if you wanted to like expand upon that or just talk about like you know how the drunk were experienced uh, helped with your uh just growth as a person in general drum corps killed my personality the time that i ha- that i did join um so that was the summer my sophomore year and freshman year is a very very weird time for a lot of people the transition from middle school to high school is very weird and also the transition from going to a freshman to a sophomore in high school is still very weird so um being surrounded by like yeah mostly people that were uh, my age or a little bit older but just being surrounded by older people in general has definitely helped with you know just fitting in high school you know growing and that's a very hard time that I feel for just students in general is just fitting in. And I think that that um, drum corps really helped me with that. And uh, that's something that I think a lot of young people, if they get the chance to do drum corps, really helps them with. Really yeah, cool. I can add on to that too. Like, I mean, as an eighth grader going to freshman year, you can think that most guys, I mean, more boys like are very immature when you're like 13 12 13 but thanks to drone corps like if again if you have the opportunity to do it if any young viewers that are watching this right now go do it go seek that passion it really helped me mature over the summer and actually learn made me learn respond how to do with like time management and responsibilities at a very young age and it kept going like sort of like a sore like like a sore somewhere like until now i don't know how to put it into words but yeah it just taught me like a lot of like mature skills to use in real life that can be used anywhere out specifically outside of drum corps so yeah yeah those are really good points yeah i could see how uh yeah i could definitely vouch high school for anyone was just it's such a weird time just trying to figure things out uh, I know for me, as the saying goes, for those that know me in high school, no, you don't. Please forget that. <laughs> but yeah, I can imagine that um, marching with an independent group in high school uh, and getting along and working, cooperating with you know people that m- may be older, more mature, and have more life experience to sort of grow off of, learn off of, I can see how incredibly beneficial that could be. Uh, I sort of kind of wish I started in high school, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, although I'm really glad I never had to go back to high school band and be that <laughs> annoying drum corps kid that oh, like thinks yeah. they know better. <laughs> <laughs> the junior tech. Oh, no. yeah. oh god. Second year syndrome. <laughs> yeah, they're oh. big drum here. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm big offender here. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that that leads into like another thing too. Like I'd like to clarify that. Yeah, it helped me grow from being less of a middle schooler or a freshman. But I was still extremely immature. Extremely immature. But it does help to have that sort of thing to push me to be, you know, 
more how I should be than you know I was. <laughs> yeah, and and I like I like the word that Cyrus used with like humbling, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's what it kind of did for me as well as like like oh I was one of the like top trumpet players at my school and then you know I do drum <laughs> court and I realize that like oh people are good <laughs> like I need mm-hmm. to practice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, ego really does get to you after marching one year. I mean, like, oh, I marched on board, da, 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 da. but then once you go up the ladder, that's when you leave, like, oh, God, I need to practice more sometimes. <laughs> yeah, um, I actually remember, you know, my first year drum corps, not that I necessarily had a high ego, but I do remember thinking, you know, I came from, a, I was thinking, oh, I came from a really good, you know, high school program, and my band director, you know, he taught cadets, so I I was basically taught the same thing. This will be no problem, and it turns out that um, it, it was a problem because I was a stupid recent high school graduate, and drum corps is hard. Oh yeah, <laughs> and ouch, my body hurts. <laughs> <laughs> ouch. Yeah, no matter the age, your first year in drum corps can be a humbling experience for anyone. But pain. pain. Drum corps killed my personality. <laughs> <laughs> Back at it again. My ego. <laughs> no, that'll, be, that'll be the quote of the night, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Drum corps killed my personality. <laughs> yeah, it kills the brain. Not good for you. 10 out of 10 wouldn't recommend. No, I'm kidding. It's funny you no. said the second time because it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh more or less. <laughs> I think your personality just shifts to memes. Oh. Oh. A yeah. lot of bad memes too. Very, very bad, very cringy memes. But uh, you know. You Listen, especially that. if you march in a drunk or tuba section, oh, when your body hurts just eat like extra, you have to resort to memes jokes just making random caveman noises on the field <laughs> just oh to get God. by it's just it's just a matter of fact i feel like there's nothing left after that yeah <laughs> you're just using all of your energy just going to your arms and your chest and everything and there's nothing left in the brain <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know I jay or really... tenor's kind of like that <laughs> i almost the same thing but i would say on a lower type of spectrum because for not that much of crackheads. Than... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like drumline in general is just like memes, humor that goes from left and right, from the brightest humor of day to like the darkest humor. <laughs> I'll add on to that though. Um, drumline that year, um, from what I remember, uh, had a very, very serious like vibe to them, you know. Yeah, from what I've seen when I've been rehearsing in percussion ensemble, like every time they're like, like head in the game, hundred ten percent capacity, like all that stuff from, from a, from ensemble perspective, because that that was my first year in pit and also with the core too. So, it's a different perspective from my first year than to my second year. So, perspective kind of shifts for me. The moment they could crack out a weird joke, uh, they do. But... <laughs> Like whenever there's like that opening, maybe like during a like lunch block, maybe it's a hard maybe sometimes. <laughs> That's so weird. I feel like 
most of the drum lines I've been with, it's yeah, they've been wild. <laughs> and like even uh I guess like even the serious ones, it's like they're only serious at a show. <laughs> it's like during rehearsal they're they're goofy. Yeah, they're definitely they're definitely wild, but like I felt like it was so like hard to talk to them just being such an immature child like at the time just yeah hey guys um so um i think uh, in terms of prepared topics at least based on what we talked about last night we've gone through everything uh gareth i don't know if there's anything else you want to ask or bring up um, well, there's just a couple plugs I wanted to, uh, oh, yes, to give out. Um, but before we do that, um, if there are any closing thoughts or uh, topics that uh, our two guests would like to bring up, uh, feel free to, to, to go. Uh, should we do uh, Eddie first? Yeah. Um, you know, while you can, March Drum Corps. Uh, oh, that's all I have to say. Just whatever age you are, there's a reason, uh, DCA exists. There's a reason, uh, it's all age. Do it. Youngest person I've known that marched, I think he was 11 in 2017 Sunrisers and, uh, very great player, very great person on the field. Very funny, very, very, very funny person. Um, March and, um, you know, look for the groups that are closest to you. And if those don't even work out for you, try other groups that are further away, you know, just do it. <laughs> very great experience very sound advice uh jason anything from you i'll go ahead i know i mentioned this earlier in my introduction if you haven't seen the covid19 dca quad cypher or the dci quad cypher go check that out on super drummer's youtube channel and also well same thing what eddie said march if you once you have the opportunity like literally it's a great summer just to like develop your musicianship and every, anywhere else that you're like weak at leadership skills and just being mature and, and like a growth and maturity and just growth as a person in general like it really helped me in the long run especially and i thank it to this day so go march nice nice um oh yeah before we get into our plugs well i guess this will count as a plug um Eduardo, you mentioned that uh, Sunrisers, they're actually going to be having a membership day coming up in October. Uh, yeah, Sunday, October 18th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. The Corps will be having a membership day in Kings Park. And uh, check out sunrisersdrumcorps.org for details um, you know, and help them out. Nice. That's really good. Cool that uh, some uh, some DCA Corps, even Fusion and Hawthorne Caballeros, they're having their open houses in October. That's great to see. Yeah, and I believe same thing with Fusion Core as well too. Yeah, Fusion. Uh, yeah, so definitely check out your your local DCA core if you're on the East Coast, <laughs> whether it's uh, Long Island for Sunrisers or uh, somewhere else, Jer- Jersey, Upstate places. New York, like literally. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. If you're on the East Coast, there's probably something a couple hours away at the most. <laughs> nice. Okay, so with that, I guess we'll start wrapping up. Uh, so yeah, there's the open houses, especially for sunrisers. Go check it out. Uh, another thing coming up, uh, this Saturday, uh, October 3rd, uh, DCA itself, the circuit, they're going to be holding a very special live stream on their Facebook page. Uh, it will be from eight to 10 PM. I believe that night, uh, 
Personally, I'm not too familiar with what's going to happen, but from what I understand, it's basically sort of the kickoff event for the DCA 2021 season, so it should definitely be very exciting. Uh, we encourage anyone listening to go check it out this Saturday. Um, and what else? Uh, other than that, only other plug is for those that have checked out uh, Lights Out with the uh, other podcast on the DC Podcast Network that Gareth and I run. Uh, we are currently in the midst of recording for our second episode. Uh, we'll have more details about uh, what the episode's going to be, who the guests are, etc. Uh, in the coming days. And we should hope to have that episode up, hopefully by no later than next next Friday. Um, I believe that's it for com- upcoming stuff, as far as we know. Uh... And yeah, that about does it. Uh, Eduardo, uh, Jason, thank you guys so much for coming on to the Drunk War Podcast tonight. It was a lot of fun to talk to you guys and to watch the show. Anytime. Yeah, nice thanks for sharing, y'all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and with that, I hope everyone, as our supervisor David Keller would say, I hope everyone has a Box 5 weekend. Have a good night. Heck yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. Yeah. Good night. Thank you for having us. Yep.